podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for Saturday, October 16th, 2021. I am your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello. How you doing, G-Man? Excellent. Excellent. After a, a absolute 1-0 thumping of the Faroe Islands we just handed out. So feeling feeling better. So the patrons of the video podcast will see I'm still in a Scotland shirt. I obviously wasn't at the game. It was in the Faroes. But uh, I was there in spirit watching it on the TV. 1-0 victory, and we're recording straight after it. So, hey, three points is three points. We, we ground it out. Take that every single time. And with us this week, our guest from last week, also guesting this week, Joey Slenzak. Hey, Joey. Hey, guys. What's happening? Not much. Not much. I mean, we've had we've had some good pre uh, pre podcast chat here for this. We are warmed and ready for this. We've co- covered so much. So, uh, but excited to talk about your picks from a couple of weeks ago, and Andy's picks from a couple of weeks ago. Who you know, uh, some some immense stuff going on. It's nice to not be the dead weight. For a week, <laughs> I, have, I have a bad week, and I'm instantly called out before it even starts. Well, this, this is this is how I feel about twelve weeks a year. So this is, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it's it just good to talk about Joey's picks because there's some great ones. So let's off, get hey. mine out. The, let's get mine out the way then. So these are the results from our last show, which was a fortnight ago, Saturday, October second, because we don't do podcast during the international weekends although maybe we should start because that's the last two i've hit my five team aka and gordon in the, yeah in the five team I mean, challenge winning cooper and i've had some good baseball bets in between then so you know the club football being away maybe maybe did us quite well for a little while it was nice to have a break after my results um and i started with the banker in the japanese j league or of avispa fukuoka against shimizu s pulse and I thought I was being extra safe here with a home winner draw, and Avispa went and lost this game 2-1. So a shock result, 2-5 to five banker loss, not happy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I compounded that, that banker loss with a PSG loss um, for my banker. They lost 2-0 to Rennes, uh, who, who will feature in my picks later on this week. They were gutless after a brilliant performance against Man City. They were... It it didn't look like like see if you if you switched strips for them and you told me ah oh, that's PSG like they're just running out some guys you've not seen before and I'd be like yeah they've, they've went through that other team there Rens look like PSG and they've actually picked up a couple of good results they've had some decent luck in Europe as well and if you can keep out that front three uh, you're probably going to do quite well for the rest of the year <laughs> so uh, but yeah my banker didn't come in there really really disappointing with that and I think PSG have burnt me a couple of times now so avoid. And uh, a wee bit of salvation, courtesy of you, Joey. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, definitely playing it a little safer with my pick, uh, United over one and a half. But, you know, like I like to say, go with the bread and butter. Um, so this was actually tipped at like one to four uh, when we were talking on the pod, but it actually kicked off a lot closer to one to five. So it makes sense that it was kind of it surprising was that, it was yeah. that high of a, yeah. So, I mean, that one to five is about where I would have expected that. Um, United opened the scoring in the 43rd minute with a beautiful strike from uh, Anthony Martial. Um, 
the Patreon viewers might be able to see this. I, uh, I buzzed my hair recently. Uh, Tony, <laughs> uh, Tony Martial was given some serious Ashley Young vibes there with the uh, the buzz cut. I was loving it. Um, after the break, Andros Townsend uh, equalized off the counterattack in the, I think it was the 64th minute. Um, but, I mean, that was all all Decore. I mean, he was absolutely brilliant. He uh, That run was just phenomenal. And that was what I was kind of worried about with United is they're just so easy to get caught out on the counter counterattack. And until they kind of shore up that midfield, it's, it's going to kind of keep being an issue. Yeah. Um, it's weird for United as well. Traditionally a very strong midfield team and um, not like, you know, United for the last few years, it's been their strike force. That's been a problem for them. Just haven't, haven't been able to score as many goals, but like, yeah, you're right. It's, it's really lacking in there. Um, but, a great pick, to be honest. You know, one to four, and uh, first first time on the podcast, nailed it. After me and Andy were fucking about in uh, Paris and uh, sorry, in France and uh, Japan. So good start. Yeah. And, exactly. Um, I, I wanted to make sure I got that one in. I, yeah. If I want, if I've learned one thing listening to the show, got to get the banker. <laughs> bank That's a lesson up. for me and Gordon for this week. You yeah. Hear that, G man. Bankers yeah. must be in. Working it, working it. <laughs> On to the value picks. Um, and again, mine mine was no better than than the banker. Oita versus Serezo Osaka took an away win on Osaka, and they lost one nil to a terrible Oita side in a game that actually was quite close, like a lot closer than I thought it would have been. Um, this wasn't just a we've grabbed a spawny goal. Like Oita seemed to merit their victory here. So. Yeah, just a just a weird week in Japan all round. Um, so a value loss for myself. Followed that up with a, a game that went almost the same way. Two uh, crap teams in Gestepe and Gurunyaspor. Um, I taking Gestepe. Gurunyaspor won the game one 0 Gestepe missed a penalty at 0 0 That's the most frustrating part. Sixty one minutes in, they missed a penalty, and then <laughs> the other team, uh, Gurunyaspor, got a penalty and won the game. It's just that you know it's not your week. Uh, to be fair, I didn't think it was going to be my week after them, but managed to redeem myself with later picks. But really disappointed. They also, um, Gurunyaspor had a, a pure barmy at half time. There were like three other players got booked at about 43 minutes in. Um, and I watched the highlights of it because on, on um, Flashcore, you can go in and see the highlight package. They were like fighting with their own team, and I'm like, we lost to a team who couldn't even keep their discipline with their own players. It's like a uh, very disappointing, but yeah, not not a great value pick in there. Joey, the demons. <laughs> so, so this is kind of uh, the one I've been happy that it came in, but the way it came in is perhaps a came bit in. fortunate. Um, but yeah, Wait, hey, the way that, the way it came in does not matter. A win is a win. Um, I had Antwerp on the minus 0.25 Asian handicap, which I'll get this out of the way. I did not have that correct in the way I described it. I had it flip-flopped. I was I was trying to describe the plus 0.25 yeah. handicap. Yeah. Um, sorry, just showing my... Uh, my oh, that's not a problem. Uh, betting tendencies. I've only been doing this for a couple of years now. Uh, I have my moments, but we try to uh, weed them out. Hey, no, it, to be fair, oh. I, I, when we when we put it up, like I, I went on plus, I just put on plus one at that point. I was like, yeah, that's that seems like it might be the right thing. Um, so yeah, yeah, so as you as you were saying though, but yeah, no, they uh, they ended up winning one nil. Um, again, surprisingly, um, 
they, they were looking pretty dangerous. I, uh, I was definitely sweating that one out for a little bit. Um, they had the Lions share of the chances in the first half. And then unfortunately, well, fortunately for us, um, they had a red card in the 33rd minute. Uh, one of their strikers got sent off and naturally as red cards do, that kind of changes the game. But the interesting part is given that it was just the striker, they still maintained a lot of that sort of shape and yeah. it wasn't really that big of a change. So in the second half, even down a man, they were still threatening. Beating them. Yeah. There were plenty of chances and I'm, I'm glad there was some poor finishing on Gens half because De Poitra, the uh, the striker who didn't get sent off, I'm glad he was the one who didn't get sent to Earth. Yeah. That, the one that stayed on the field because, yeah. yeah, he missed a couple centers. He missed a few um, ones. But then Johnny on the spot, right on cue, um, our man, Mr. Mikel Frey. Yeah. Um, Frey, he, uh, he ended up scoring for us in the uh, 78th minute to take yeah. a 1 0 lead. Um, it was a rebound off a free kick banged off the crossbar and he was Johnny on the spot to put it in. Um, that That's was you one want. of the little flutter shouts I had for uh, last week as well. So that kind of gets us to technically a four of five. I'll, uh, you can't take that one away from me. No, that was no. on the actual show. Um, I tell you what, Joey, yeah, no. if, if Chris Kelly can claim a one to a hundred shot as an, <laughs> as an extra bonus pick, we'll give you that. Hey, I was thinking about throwing Byron to score last weekend. That was one to a hundred. That, that would have been my get me over the edge. That yeah, that's space. a banker right there. Um, uh, but yeah, but good yeah, no. a good win. A, a good win in there. And, and Michael, uh, you, when you get a when you get a 33rd minute red card for the opposing team, it sometimes it, it doesn't do what you're looking for, especially with teams that like to counterattack like Antwerp do. Um like they've then got to generate regular attacks as opposed to that. But good win. One nil and yep. and yeah. They're the two I'm always looking for as well. Banker and value. See if you can yeah. get them in. It's a good week. And then anything else on top of that is is beautiful. So well done, Joey. Um, and there's still Thank more you. to come. Uh, moving on to the outsider picks, where we try and get something that the bookies have rated as an underdog. Jesus Christ. Kobe versus Uruwa Red Diamonds. 5-1 loss for the Red Diamonds, who had tips up at 2-1. to one. Amazingly, though, Uruwa had more possession and more shots. So they had 56% of the possession and 16 shots to 10 and lost 5-1. Now, okay, it's an outsider bet, so I'm not going to lose too much sleep about it not coming in, but it's not nice when, you give it, when you're on the end of 5-1, like the wrong side. Not as bad as uh, long-term listeners will remember the 10th of November 2018, when I tipped Dynamo Dresden to beat Cologne. They get beat 8-1. So it's, <laughs> it's not as bad as that. <laughs> but it's not good. Ow. Yeah, that's it's. I mean, t- we did talk about the fact that Urua sometimes came out with a, a team of plumbers instead of like actual yeah. footballers. I thought they uh, fixed it this year because they'd be nah. so much better. Yeah. Um, so but it might be, yeah. it might be a while before I uh, pick your the back Urua there. Red diamonds again. Yeah, from that performance, it looked like they'd done a raffle for the for the <laughs> seat seventy six. You'll be playing right back. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, Outsiders-wise, this is where my, my time to shine uh, arrived. I took Bologna at home to Lazio. Now, if you were on this game and you <clears throat> had been using Bet365, which we kind of, we talk about quite a lot, they've got a two-goal-up uh, kind of payout. This game went off at 21-10. to 10. 
<laughs> Bologna were up 2-0 within 17 minutes. So uh, this you were paid out at that point. Now, they went on to win 3-0. Uh, Aaron Hickey, uh, this, one of our Scots abroad, getting the goal in the 68th minute. Lazio didn't create much. It wasn't even as if this was unjustified. <laughs> Bologna just... It's the kind of result that would generally ruin a banker week for me. Like I'd be like, oh, Lazio away at Bologna. They've been absolutely rubbish. And then they get horsed 3-0. Yeah, this time it was on the right side of it. And it came in at 21-10. to 10. So, good pick. It was a great pick. Really well done, G-Man. Excellent pick. And then, Joey, what you got for outsiders? Or what did you have? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was a big fan of that Bologna pick. That was very well called. Um, for my outsider, I had Hatia Spore to win in both to score. Um, definitely a little speculative, but Hatia Sport did their part. They won yeah. nil two, but they did everything they needed to. Unfortunately, Yanni weren't able to uh, kind of help us out there. Um, Hatia Sport took the lead in the 35th and then doubled it in the 69th minute. Um, interestingly, Yanni had the same number of shots, but they ended up losing the shots on goal battle six to two. So that's, I mean, that's never going to be a good formula. Um, but they still maintained 53% possession the entire match. And they even won the attacks and dangerous attacks battle um, throughout the match. Hatyaspor were missing their main striker, Diouf. Um, but I think what really made the difference was Yeni missing their sort of attacking midfielder, forward, utility player, um, Uyuk. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of their veteran players that he's just been everything for them in the past. Um, he's actually accounted for four of their seven goals with two two goals and two assists. Um, mm-hmm. Yeni only scored seven this season. So, he, I mean, he's contributing to the lion's share of all the offense that they're basically creating. Yeah. Um, so missing him was definitely huge. I think had he been in there, they might have had a slightly better chance. Um, but Hachi mm-hmm. Spore looked really good, at, all, at least on the paper. I wish I could have watched that game, if I'm being brutally honest. <laughs> I mean, the the um the thing with Hatchespor was earlier on in the week they were almost at outsider price alone. Uh, they drifted massively during the week because I'd looked at that what we discussed on the podcast. I'd looked at them; they were about nineteen to ten, um, but had drifted continually in until the game kicked off where they where they were nearly evens by the time it came in, and that was due to I mean, Yeni had a whole bunch of stuff going on, but they've they've taken zero points. <laughs> That's that's yeah. that's not a th- and and Hatchesbor are the form team now they're they're thirteen points out of last five games so uh, you weren't far off but uh, uh, you know another a de- another decent pick it wasn't it wasn't a five one <laughs> you were closer <laughs> that's, yeah yeah much closer yeah. and you can't quibble with an outsider not coming no. in absolutely and Hatchesbor was definitely in my value spot initially um, so I thought yeah. I could have tried to cheat the system get a, oh you uh, trying to try to force sure, a five of five game it. I like it score comes in. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, it, it was. Yeah, it was a bit unlucky. Hatties yeah. or Yeni, Yeni still created plenty of chances. I think at home they'll definitely be a team to watch, but they'll just kind of need to get themselves figured out. Yeah, they need to sort it. All right. But yeah, on to the charity treble, which was ten pounds of our own money on a treble. All the winnings and returns go to a charity of our choosing, and I went zero for four this week. Uh, the charity bet compounding that. With Nagoya, away winner draw, another double chance away at Hiroshima, and they lost 1-0. So I couldn't find a single thing last week, um, hoping to turn it around this week. And it, I should point out as well, while I've gone 0-4 for four this week, it's a perfect 0-4 for four 
because there weren't even any draws in there. It was completely wrong. <laughs> like, it simply it, could not it, be more it wrong. It couldn't have been more wrong. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you're giving yourself a bit of a hard time considering that we, uh, for some of our Patreon listeners that were on here, we did give a kind of sneaky coupon in between what we were talking oh, we about. Yeah. Uh, and Andy, Andy <laughs> team were up 4 within 30 minutes. Yeah, wouldn't <laughs> Uh, even money or something. I was like, I yeah. fancy this on Friday. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we, we do that during the break. But uh, yeah. yeah, so that I guess that was the redeeming feature for myself. Yeah, it, it wasn't as if you went a, a total one. But um, <clears throat> with my charity bet, I what a ridiculous game this was. This was Galatasaray away at Rizaspor. This game, I, I won. It was 3-2. Um, let me just take you through it. Galatasaray went up 1-0 after five minutes. Rizaspor got two quick goals to bring it back to 2-1 within 26 minutes. Poyan Palo is the guy who's scoring for them and the uh, ex-Borussia Mönchengladbach striker. Um, Anyway, second half, Galatasaray gave it back to level. It's 75 minutes. They then get a man sent off on the 86th minute. Rizespor miss a penalty in the 88th minute. And then Galatasaray score the winning goal 90 plus 10. So uh, I got a a rather deserved result in there. Um, But no, I... Ridiculous one, but Galatasaray came in for me in the charity bet. So absolutely gutting that we wasted one of those ninety plus ten goals on a treble where I'd already lost. I know, I know. <laughs> but luckily, luckily, the other half of the charity bet, Joey. How did we do? So the other half, uh, the final leg of the charity bet. Well, I guess actually, I kicked off the charity bet. Yeah, you did chronologically. Um, yep, chronologically, and uh, it was Reed both to both to score. And mm-hmm. I'd say that came in relatively comfortably. Uh, game finished 1-1. Uh, Reed opened the scoring in the fourth minute with an assist by uh, my favorite Reed player, Mr. Newts. Um, <laughs> so U-T-Z, I think you can imagine why uh, my <laughs> mature yeah. mind would enjoy You've that. to um, this man. <laughs> but then uh, Klagenfurt equalized in 56 minute right after half. Um, nothing really too much to dive into here. Um, this was unfortunately another game that I couldn't watch because I live in the U S Yeah, makes this a little tricky, but, um, but no, I mean, after conceding so early, I mean, Klagenfurt really seemed to be in control. Um, in the second half, they had 63%, 63% possession and they ended up going eight of 16 in their shot conversion. So they had eight shots on net of 16 attempts versus Reed's one of four. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I'd imagine Reed kind of sat back a little bit and tried to hold some of the, up the pressure. Um, but Klagenfurt had twice as many attacks and they ended up winning the dangerous attack battle 25 to 15. So, I mean, it, it was really just a matter of time until that equalizer came in. Yeah, I, I was happy with you. As soon as it was one each, I went, nope, that's done. <laughs> that's don't even think this anymore. That's why I like them. <laughs> that's it but yes well done Joey I mean great great week from yourself and hopefully you can replicate it again this week the sophomore stint so uh, I'll do my best you'll do your best excellent so overall not the best week we've ever had but a very good week from Joey um, we're going to have a quick break and then we'll go on to this week's picks And now on to this week's 
picks. So we'll run through the usual banker value outsider from all of us and then the charity treble. I'm going to kick us off. Um, I've had a look. Obviously, I like betting in Japan a lot. I've had a look at the fixtures. There's nothing there that particularly takes my fancy, certainly not in terms of a banker bet. So I'm in the Danish Superliga on Sunday at 3 p.m. for Bronby versus Viley. And a home win here for Bronby is 1-2. to two. We're 11 games into the Superliga season. Last season's champions, Bromby, they've not started well. They're eighth in a 12-team league with 12 points and a minus one goal difference. So it's not exactly brilliant. However, Violet have two points all season, dead last. A whopping minus 22 goal difference. So there's a real difference in quality in these teams. So even though Bromby haven't started well, they are last year's champions and they are mediocre this year. They're not absolutely dreadful like their opponents are. Bromby have been reasonably solid at home, actually, despite the poor start. And they've also picked up a bit of form recently, eight points in the last five games and a plus two goal difference in that span. Uh, Viley have lost every single away game that they've played this season by a combined scoreline of 15-2. That's across five games. <laughs> so like one to two for Bronby is a no-brainer for me. Um, uh, you know, one to two is a big price, but this is a good banker. I'd probably still back this at one to three, yeah. maybe even one to four. I like it. I mean, after if you give me Bronby against you know any team that's recently been brought up, you know I'd be happy with that. So yeah, um, yeah I, I like the pick. Um, I will take us to France uh, for my pick. This is round ten. It's Troyes versus Nice, and uh, I have a fantastic stat about Troyes. Troyes have played in the twenty last twenty games they've played. Um, that that goes between friendlies preseason. This season, the uh, the league, uh, the, the second division in France, they have there hasn't been a single game that wasn't over one point five goals. Really? Wow! Twenty game streak. Twenty game streak. Nice are uh, eight of their last ten have been over one point five goals. You get that at one to four in this game, and I don't even think there's any more I can say about it. I don't care how this game goes. I just think Troy have enough to get a single goal. Nice have got enough to score two. Troy have got enough to score two. Nice have got enough to score two. Like it just, you know, I I just can't see it being anything other than over one point five, probably at half time um, from this. Uh, but yeah, you're going to get that at one to four. That's my banker for this week. Sounds pretty good. Like yeah. you're not going to get any arguments from me, and certainly it's a good pick. Yeah, I'm all over that. Yeah. I'm glad I finally converted you to the, uh, the over one point five. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Play for the the two goal lead. The uh, the both yeah. the score. I turn, I turn off my flash score notifications immediately. It like it's tw- twenty six minutes in, gone. Yeah. Be careful! Exactly. Be careful! Then be careful doing that. Hard yeah. off. Yeah, part of I suppose it's France. Um, Joey, what you got for your banker this time? So for my banker this week, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I'm not doing over one and a half. I, I really wanted to, but I figured I'd try and uh, at least switch it up a tiny bit. I'm going to do uh, Bearscott versus Mechelen in the uh, the Belgian first Belgium. division. I'm going to go, huh? Yeah, yeah, Belgian, the Belgian, the Belgian league. Yeah, the yeah. league. Yeah, they're. Uh, I'm going to go over uh, over 0.5 goals in the first first half. Anyone to score in the first half. Um, I think that was hovering right around one to three. Um, Bearscott sit bottom of the league on two points, scoring seven, conceding 22. Uh, Mechelen are sixth, scoring 18 goals and conceding 19. They're in, uh, on 16 points. 
I was kind of looking at this. I'm like, okay, so how do you like gauge a first half goal if you're like trying to research it? And to be fair, the only thing I can think of is have there been first half goals in this so far this season? And uh, Bears got have seen it in eight of 10 games this uh, yeah. season in the league, uh, four of five at home and away evenly. Uh, then Mecklen have seen a first first half goal in every single match so far this season. Um, and they've actually scored in seven, scored in the first half of seven of 10 of those and three of five away. Um, where interestingly, Bear Scott have conceded in the first half in eight of 10, eight of, eight of 10 matches. Um, not the pick or anything, just going to throw a little spice in there. You can get Mecklen to score, uh, in the first half at 1.89 ish, 1.9. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, Nine to 10. that could have been my value. I, if mm-hmm. I wanted to, she wanted to play around with that. it. Yeah. But no, I, I think both first sides half goal for either the first half. I, I don't care who scores. I, yeah. I prefer Mecklen do. Um, I think that's yeah. kind of, yeah. I think it's, it's a good, it's a good pick in there. Like beer shop and rubbish, like getting two points from your first, what ten games and uh, conceding twenty two goals isn't great. Uh, you know, if you're conceding two point two goals, there's a fifty percent chance that one of them's in the first half <laughs> game. Um, especially with Mechlin as well being, you know, they they've scored almost as many as they've conceded. So happy with that pick again. And uh, if just anything like your previous banker, it's in already. So I like it. On to the value. Yeah, the first half. <laughs> Odds the value picks for this week. I am in the Japanese J League. It's Saturday, seven in the morning, and you will notice that in the recap of last week's picks, I have set this up because it's the Urawa Red Diamonds against Gamba Osaka. Uh, a home win for the Urawa Reds is six to seven, and I just the odds are just too good. Like there's too much value on here. I know they just got beat five one, so I'm taking a wee bit of a chance. But that 5-1 was away from home and also against third place Fissel Kobe. Gamba Ozaka also lost 5-1 that day. So no better shape. And that was a home game for them against an 11th place Sapporo team. So I would say their 5-1 loss was worse. Um, 21 points separate these teams in the league in favour of the Red Diamonds. And Urawa, while they're fifth in the league, they're third if you only consider home games. So they are a team that do very, very well at home. Form-wise, despite that 5-1 loss, Urawa are still fifth in the league's five-game form table with 10 points from the last 15. Gamba Zaka are 19th in that table, a 20-team league with only three points from the last five matches. So everything here points to an Urawa win. Apart from one really wild stat, Right, and you guys, you guys will love this. The away team has won the last six iterations of this fixture, regardless of who's at home and where it's played. And you have to go back 13 occurrences to see the last time the home team won when oh, these wow. two played each other. It was in 2016 and it was a 4-0 win for the Ottawa Red Diamonds. But that is mental. This is the worst pick you've brought in about a year, maybe more. Like no, not at all. You just it, see. I, I thought at one point you were going to say this is actually this is it. If you're comparing, like you know, Urawa are actually top of the league if you take out all of their five-one losses. <laughs> <laughs> 
the you team, compared the two played, teams that had 5-1 team losses. All still get beat 5-1, but to a much worse team. And Uruba, last five games, 10 points out of possible 15. So it is an outlier compared to um, Gamble Zaka's, who three points from the last five matches. I just wouldn't be going anywhere near the team that lost 5-1 the previous you're week. Such, you're getting, they're at home now. They'll, they'll want to put it right. You're getting a massive price. You're basically getting even money for this. Yeah, it's the value section. I know. It's it's just fuck it. I just think there's a lot of value in it because they get beat 5-1 last this week. This game getting a big ends 1-1, right? Okay. Uruwa are up until about 90 plus 9. And oh, then you geez. get a notification to say that Gambo Saka have scored. And it's it's came off the back of the keeper after a cross or something. That's how this game goes. It, it doesn't I mean, end I mean, well I've been for there you. before. I've been there before. But no, I'm I'm very confident in this. I think the Red Diamonds will win, and I think they'll win comfortably. So I'm glad you are. So I will take us to my pick, which incidentally also breaks a bit of taboo. Not you know moving into uh, picking games that after teams have been romped. Uh, my game's on Monday, um, but it's hmm. it's the best thing I could find uh, in a value slot. It's top of the table Djurgården in Sweden. So that's the all Svensk can and not a league I'm often in. I'm generally in the uh, in the lower reaches of the the Super Etan mm. or even the other Etan leagues. Um, the the Super Etan, the mediocre Etan. Yeah, yeah. Etan. Just <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm taking Djurgården at home to Elfsborg. Two teams near the top of the table. Djurgården are on 44 points. Elfsborg are on 39. Um, Djurgården are tied top at the moment. They're ahead on goal difference um, with their 44 points. However, Djurgården have taken 26 points at home from their 11 uh, home fixtures. Uh, Elfsborg have taken te- uh, 16 points from their 10 away fixtures. So uh, not bad in there. Elfsborg, however, got rinsed by Mialbi a couple of weeks ago, 4-0. Um, and haven't seen that and haven't seen them lose to Ostersons as well in there. Um, their last two away games, they've lost 4-0 and 3-1. Um, they were also for a while playing in the that yeah, Europa Cup, the Conference League, where they lost 5-0 to Feyenoord in there. Djurgården, on the other hand, have beaten Degger 4s 3-2. They've beaten Hammerby 4-1. They drew 0-0 with Mialbe. They didn't lose 4-0 uh, and they beat Hacken 2-1 in there. Now you're going to get your garden at ten to eleven. I think that's a good price for them just now. These are two teams that are towards the top of the table. However, the pricing has it as nine to ten for a, a home win, thirteen to five for the draw, or eleven to four for away. I think if you offered me nine to ten on a team that are top of the league and have been doing really well at home, I'm going to take it. So that's Monday night. You have you have enough time to forget about Japan on when is it? Friday, Saturday, <laughs> right? Saturday morning, but okay. I like. I actually quite like your pick. Yeah, I will. But because you hate mine so much, I will put this out there. Let's have a twenty pound side bet uh-huh. on if one of them lets us down, the other owes that twenty quid. What happens if both is it push? If you push, both win, push, both lose, push. If like, one I'm wins not, and the I'm, other doesn't, the loser has to pay the winner twenty. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Then, do you know what I'd rather? We don't. Uh, the, the, no money has changed hands because they're both winners. They're both winners. I would like yes. that as well, and I think that's what's going to happen. I think, but I mean, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to put 
extra money on the red diamonds because I'm <laughs> so invested <laughs> and I never learn from my mistakes. Yes, that's it. So, I mean, Joey, have you got something sensible in here? Like a Saturday three o'clock kickoff, maybe not where a team has lost to some, you know, children they were playing against. <laughs> um, what you got? It's, it's not quite three o'clock kickoff, but I, I just want to throw in there. So, so if both of those lose and mine come in, you I, get I forty both, quid. Both yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it adds, uh, yeah, you get a vig. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. No, no, yeah. Um, so for my value pick, I've got Salah, Mo Salah, mm-hmm. to score and Liverpool to win. Um, you can actually oh. get that round even money, um, which I thought was really interesting. The the real value play here is Mo Salah to score. I think I saw that around like one point seven. Mm-hmm. Um, but being the greedy bastard that I am, I, uh, I wanted to get, throw the Liverpool win in there just because they're on such phenomenal form. And this is kind of where I, uh, I kind of ran into a little trouble here because using bet three, six, five, you get that two goal payout. Um, if they go up two nil in the U S here, we do not get that. So a two goal payout to me is over one and a half team totals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so interestingly enough, <laughs> I looked at one of my books and, I could get that at I could get Liverpool win plus Salah at one point nine eight, mm-hmm. and then I could get Salah to score in over one and a half team totals at one point nine seven. Um, so, so you I went for it, the you went for the larger odds in there, obviously. There's there, yeah. I figured I might go for a slightly more sensible one, um, but no, Liverpool are second in the away form table. They're going to Watford this week, um, where they've won. Four of the five um, last last five overall historical head to heads against Watford, um, and Watford have lost three of their last five and two losses in a draw in their last five at home. Um, so it's not like they're blowing teams away. Or granted, they got promoted. So yes, this is expected to be Liverpool kind of dominating play. And they beat Norwich is the only thing that Watford have really done away from home this season. They got a, they got a one-one withdrawal with Newcastle in there, but everyone's beaten Norwich. It's not like that isn't. That doesn't differentiate. Nothing to hang your cap on. No, no, no not, not at um, all. But so where it gets interesting is uh, Mo Salah is just kind of a man on fire right now. Um, he's scored in the last six league games that he's played in. He had one where he sat out against, I think it was actually Norwich. Or no, it wasn't Norwich. It was uh, towards the middle of the schedule. Um, mm-hmm. But he's actually scored against Watford in four of his last, last six appearances. Um, so it's not like this is just out of the realm of possibilities. He likes to score against everybody um, and Watford as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but so kind of where I was back and forth with the over one and a half and just the win, Liverpool have actually scored over one and a half team total goals in nine of 10 matches this season um, in all of their competitions. So I, I really think you're splitting hairs. I know Watford aren't terrible defensively, but I mean, this Liverpool team is just clicking. I mean, it's, it is, and as a Liverpool fan, I have I have one one word of warning in here, and that is Salah played ninety minutes for Egypt twice in the last two weeks, uh, the two days. So he played against Libya twice. It's how their group works. They played home and away, and I think Klopp might sit him. So I think you're over one point five might be a better bet. I did really see even that with that much rest. And he, played, he, played la- a Thursday. It's, uh... he, play, he played last night and he's got to get back from Egypt 
to thingy. Yeah. Liverpool have got enough strikers that we can. I think he'll come on. I think he'll, right. he'll probably bring him on about like seventy minutes or something. But I think I know that. Um, I don't know if Manny played, but th- that's the only thing I can think about. Outside of that, he's scoring every week. So, he's scoring for fun. Yeah. Some bookies give you the option that he'll avoid it if he doesn't start. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd also keep my. This seems like the sort of bet that Paddy Power or Betfair would have as a promoted odds bet. Yeah. Uh, so keep keep yeah. your eye out nearer the time for a bet boost on this particular thing happening. Um, you might get it even better than evens. You might get six to four or something like that. Yeah, the, yeah. The only yeah. team he hasn't scored against was Burnley over the last like what is it? He's, he's scored it was against. That, that was the one. I was yeah, it's ridiculous. He sat out against Norwich. Um, that was after a European tie midweek. But that's what Klopp does with him. Like sometimes you'll sit him. Um, so that is the only thing I can think about that. But outside of that, that's a fantastic pick because, yeah, as you said, Salah is just scorching at the moment. Man on fire! It's yeah. it's insane. I I was looking at the sort of Egypt fixtures, and I wasn't. 100% sure when he'd actually be coming back. Cause I know like Lukaku came back a little early from yeah. uh, uh, UEFA nations league. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, they play tomorrow as well. Um, I I'd imagine the role that he plays with Egypt as well. Yeah. He'll be involved in everything, but he also won't necessarily feel he's more a playmaker. He's kind of just let him come to him. Yeah. So it's not like, I, I can't imagine he's getting too strained in those full 90 minutes. Like, it's definitely concerning seeing him play back to back ninety minutes, but yeah, against Libya, in Libya, like, yeah, that's dangerous anyway. Um, but but yeah, it, it, that's the only thing. And Klopp can and will sit him because he has Jota there, he has Salah, he's got for me, like he has other people out there. So if, yeah. if he but and as Andy said, if he doesn't play, you generally just get your bet voided at that point. So you would come back with a very rare trample bet thing, which is uh Andy's had one, I believe, which is just a non-runner. Great. So it just it just like a non-runner as in didn't happen, mate. Game just I got, three, go. out, I got <laughs> three out of three that week because my outsider didn't go. It was a, <laughs> yeah. a great result. <laughs> Um, but good, good Talk, pick in there. Talking of outsiders, let's move on to them. So we've scoured the books for underdogs that we think have a better chance than the odds might suggest. And I'm going to do something that Gordon's going to hate. Uh, the Red Diamonds over for two, two point five. <laughs> for two reasons, actually. One, I'm backing my own team, which generally, you know, never good. You can do. And I'm also backing against his team. Um, which you'll just like out of, you know, dislike out of spite. So Saturday at 3pm in the Scottish Premiership, Hibernian versus Dundee United. Uh, these are two teams in good form. Um, I guess you would have expected Hibs to start like this. You wouldn't have expected Dundee United to start like this. I think that's fair to say. Uh, Hibs are third in the league, 15 points. Dundee United fifth in the league, only a point behind, 14 points. Um, United lost their first game of the season away at Aberdeen. But since then, they haven't lost away from home. They've been really solid, really good. Uh, Tam Courts, the manager's got that defence and midfield organised. They all work for each other and they put in a real shift. Um, as demonstrated with a terrific one, one each away at Celtic Park last time yeah. out. So that's just showing how hard to beat this side has really become. We've not won at Celtic Park since 1992. Right? So that, like, and, and we had a chance to win that game right at the end. So... It's quite a good time to be a Dundee United fan. We've also just this week added a new striker to the team, Maxine Biamu, a 30-year-old Frenchman um, who's played the last few seasons down at Coventry City. And it's something that we've been crying out for from a goal-scoring point of view. You know, we've got we've got guys that can 
make the chances. However, Lauren Shankland left to go to Belgium. Um, to go to beer shot. <laughs> to beer shot, exactly. Um, so we're crying out for a striker. So it'll be interesting to see how he does. The sides played each other in the cup recently where Hibs had the best of the first half, had two chances, scored them both and got a penalty in first half stoppage time and went in 3-0 up when it easily could have been 2-0 Dundee United. Like It was one of those... It was one of those games where the score could have been anything from 3-0 Hibs to 2-0 Dundee United, just pick something in the interim. And then United had the best of the second half. So, and got a goal back, got a goal incorrectly chopped off as well. We don't have VAR in Scotland, so it was an absolute disgrace of an offside call where he was onside by about a yard. Um, So that would have been 3-2 with half an hour to go. So if you look back at the previous fixtures, that 3-1 from earlier in the season isn't representative at all of how that game went. And I think this game will be a lot closer than the odds suggest. Now, the only reason that I'm tipping Dundee United here in the outsider slot is because they're four to one. And I think that's just far too big. If they were two to one, which I think is more accurate, I wouldn't be betting on it. I I just hope that we got a good result in the game. But if four to one, that's big enough for me to go. They shouldn't be that big. It's Um, It's a good, it's a really good pick. And the reason it's a really good pick is we struggle against teams that set up incredibly defensively like Dundee United do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, against St Mirren, you've seen it when we were two each against them. Yeah. At 4-1, to one, that is a big price. And, yeah, the only thing I would say is Nisbet didn't feature at all for the Scotland in the Scotland setup, so he's not going to be tired or anything. And he's he came still on tonight. Uh, did he? Did he actually come on later on? I think on? he played uh, the last 20 minutes. All right, okay, yeah, well, they, 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 uh, you know, insignificant timings, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a really good pick in there. I, obviously, I would rather see Hibs win that from a personal perspective. <laughs> eight <laughs> one, yes, um, yeah, about eight five one would be fine. Um, but yeah, but I uh, take you on to my outsider in here, which I think is the best outsider I've picked in a long time, and uh, I have I have hundreds of puns for it, but I am reserve all of them away because of the severity of this pick. So know that by picking Pisa. I had tower jokes, I had leaning jokes, I had how much they were a piece of nonsense that they were at this price. There's just constant. But I, I, I choose to use none of them. And I use none of them because these are top of the Sierra B table. They have 19 points from their first seven games and they play against Crotone, who have taken four points from their seven games. Crotone are in 17th place. Pisa, away at Crotone, are two to one. Now, if I just give you those facts, that's that's a pretty l- legitimate reason to stop there. You know, you've got the top of the table, you know, top of the form table. The last last five games, they've taken 13 points. Crotone have taken three. They're not good. They've conceded nine goals. The reason you're getting this at this price is because the Sierra B is full of away team draws. Away team draws for better teams at home to absolute draws like Crotone. Now, I don't see that happening here. A team of similar standards. So the, the two top of the table for in the Sierra B are uh, Lecce and Pisa. Lecce beat Crotone 3-0. And I expect Pisa to do something similar to them. I had thought that um, about taking this as a double chance as the charity pick. Because um, you're getting double chance at 4-7. to seven, which, is, which is quite large odds for what I see as the only other result that could happen here. Which is a draw. Um, but... I think Pisa have got far too much for a Crotone team that are losing to the likes of Cosenza, who are down towards the bottom of the table as well. Now, Pisa at 2-1 to one 
is is a is a frankly ridiculous price, uh, and I will be all over that. So I didn't take any of those jokes there. I just went straight for for pizza, uh, straight up at two to one. I look forward to the profits from that. <laughs> Don't have any other end into that. I just wanted to say things about how I was leaning towards it, and I, I feel like I'm not having used it to my full potential. Stop! 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 Joey, what have you got for your outsider? <laughs> so for my outsider, I'm going to take us back to Belgium. Um, I like Antwerp to win and both to score. Um, you can get that around three to one or not three to one, but 3.0. Um, okay. And yeah, they're featuring again on this uh, podcast. They looked a little uh, interesting at times um, against Kent, but Antwerp sit second in the league on 20 points um, level with the leaders but only separated by goal differential. Um, whereas Verigam, um are on, they're in 15th place on nine points with 15 scored and 23 conceded. Um, home form is two points, seven scored and 14 conceded in five matches. They are 16th of 18 teams in the home form, ta- home form table. Um, whereas Antwerp sit third in the away form table. Um, on 10 points, scoring 11, conceding seven in their five games. Um, Verigam have lost four of their last five and three of five at home with five of their 10 matches this season being a loss plus both to score. Um, whereas Antwerp's at top of the form table, as I'm sure you might've heard last week, <laughs> um, they're still up top in case you were wondering. Um, and they've actually won five straight in the league with, three of five away wins this season um, with a, a draw and a loss in there as well. But two of those wins were also wins plus both to score. Um, I, I understand the the win plus both to score is a little speculative in general. You need a little, little more things to go right in that scenario. But since Antwerp have been back uh, in the top league in Belgium, uh, they were promoted back in 2017. They've won six of eight meetings between these sides. Um, and three of five of those meetings um, at Verigam finished with Antwerp winning and both the scoring with a 1-3 scoreline, a 1-2 scoreline, and another 1-2 scoreline. Yeah, I like it. Hey, it's outsider. You, you've got carte yeah. blanche outsider. You've got close for Hatchespor. I look forward to seeing Michael Frey score two and uh, nod one in his own net if he fancies if he really wants to take it as far as <laughs> no uh, I uh, I mean I guess if I throw enough darts at the board I guess one of them's gonna hit one right. of them's gonna stick right there um but yeah that sounds that sounds really good uh, I'm liking it Joey on to the charity treble which normally is 10 pounds of our own money on a treble with all the proceeds going to a charity of our choosing. However, this week, thank you very much to Dr. Brian Clark, the winner of the 2021 Trample Bet Fantasy Baseball Championship, whose team, the Springfield Isotopes, beat Gordon's Gators in the final. Um, Incredibly comfortably. 346 (laughs) points to 240 points in the, the World Series of our Fantasy Baseball Tournament. It's a long year, uh, so congratulations, Brian. Well done, well done for doing that. He picks up a not insignificant first place prize, of which he has donated twenty five pounds to go on our charity bet this week. So we're having a bumper charity bet thanks to Brian. So Ooh. cheers, Brian. We really, really appreciate it. So yeah, really appreciate it, Brian. 
And let's well try done. and <laughs> he said the first bit was well genuine. Done. The well done was said through gritted teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, Brian. That was he. He had me beaten by about Thursday of the week uh, after after my pictures didn't show up. But really good, and, and thanks so much for the charity treble. So let's just nail it, boys. So let's what do you got, Andy? Sunday, five p.m. Back in the Danish Superliga for Sonderjyska versus FC Copenhagen, and I'm going to take FC Copenhagen to win away from home. At odds of one to two. So FC Co, second in the league. They're only three points behind top place Mitchelland. 24 points from 11 games. They've scored a league-high 25 goals and conceded only eight. So they are very, very good. Sonder Jeske are 11th, which is second bottom in the 12-team league. Eight points and a minus 11 goal difference. Copenhagen have taken the most points in the road from all the Superliga teams. A perfect five away from home wins out of five. And will just be far too strong for Sunder Yiski here. I think the one to two prices, they could easily be my banker. It was between them and Brondi. They were, it's basically the same situation in both. I expect both to win comfortably. So hopefully, FC Cole um, can be a guaranteed leg in this charity treble. Nice. I like it. I'm going to spice it up a bit odds wise, but I think it's just as comfortable. Hopefully, uh, this is also a Sunday game. So it'll be a Sunday charity special from, from me and Andy. And certainly, well, I, I can't remember what Joey's pick is, but I, Oh, I hope it's done. I hope it's on Sunday now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, this is at two PM traditional French kickoff time. Uh, I am taking Rennes away at Mets at what I consider to be the rather spicy odds of five to six. Now Rennes beat PSG last week. That's our, or two weeks ago now uh, before the international break. It's starting to click for them, and it's starting to click in a big way. Their last four, their last four games they've played. They played away in the Europa Conference League and beat Vitesse 2-1. They beat PSG 2-0. They drew uh, 1-1 with Bordeaux. And they beat newly promoted Clermont 6-0. Now, Clermont and Mets are about the same level. You know, they're, they're, they're going to either avoid uh, promote, uh, sorry, avoid relegation by about five points or get relegated for about five points. Um, Rennes traditionally had the better of this fixture as well. The last two times they've played away from home at Mets, they've won 3-1 and 1-0. And the last time they played Mets at home, they beat them uh, 1-0 as well. So the last three times, it's been pretty damn good for them. Um, Mets have lost to Angers. They've lost to PSG. They've lost to Strasbourg. They've lost to Troyes. They've lost to Auxerre. You name a French team, you think, oh, you're all right. They've lost to them recently. Um, and... That's, that's the reason I picked them in this spot. They've only taken six points from nine games, whereas uh, Rennes have taken 12 from their nine, so they've taken double the amount of points. Rennes had a tougher start to the season where they played, you know, <laughs> Leon. they played against the kind of tougher opposition. I like them at five to six here. I'd also looked at the double chance, but two to nine, I didn't see enough value in it to, to put it as the charity, even though the, the charity bet has been, uh, you know, doubled in a bit. So, yeah, you're going to get um, Rens at five to six. Let's hope that rolls in on Sunday. Joey, what you got? So, unfortunately, my my match is not on Sunday. It is on Saturday, um, 4 p.m. your time. Uh, <laughs> you can yeah. just you can just get that in and watch us sweat. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm just hoping to kick it off again. Yeah. Um, so going back to the Austrian uh, Austrian Bundesliga, I've got Klagenfurt both to score again. Hey, what a shocker! <laughs> At least I'm consistent. Um, 
you can get that around 1.6. Um, I'm sure that price will vary from book to book. Um, but so the one interesting fact that I will preface in the beginning, these sides have never met before. Klagenfurt and Rapid Vienna, interestingly enough, oh, with Klagenfurt recently being promoted. Um, so you're just going to have to trust me on uh, their home form so far this season. Um, Klagenfurt have seen both the score in 11 of 13 matches overall in every single one of their home matches. That's five so far. Um, where it gets a little interesting is Vienna. They, uh, they're they a little more inconsistent in the both the score market. Um, they've seen it in five of 10 overall this season. But five of those, or three of those five, were away, which they happen to be today, um, including another both the score in the um, League Cup mm-hmm. against um, another team in, in the Bundes- Austrian Bundesliga. Yeah. Their name is, uh, I can't think of them. It's keeping you just out. Don't worry about it. That's fine. Um, but no, I, I think with Vienna being favored here, um, I think they were just shy of even money. Um, I, I I can understand this being priced as a relative pick Um But with Vienna being slightly favored, I think the books also think that they're going to score. And that's not by any means my, my basis behind this bet. But I, I think this will be my sort of confirmation in terms of Vienna's form. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, they're not really showing it quite in the league. Um, they've had a couple three no losses, a couple dicey no no that kind of stuff. But I, I think something's going to break here. I think Klagenfurt are more more susceptible to both the score. I, and I love that they've had it happen in all five of their home matches, uh, which they're at right now. Um, yeah. and they've done it against opposition as well. They've done uh, it against the opposition as well that are like pretty similar. Like at last Lins, they were one each against um I know Salzburg. They were they lost three one. You know, these are the teams that are you would say of a similar ilk to them. So I like the pick. So I, I, both teams to score in there. Let's just and Andy, do you have the how much? What odds, this is we, getting be on, what odds we getting on that on the both teams to score there? I will I put it at my books at like 1.59, 1.6-ish. I'd imagine it's within three, four or seven. Five. Yeah. Four or seven. Yeah. Four or nice. seven on four or seven on that. So with Brian's uh <laughs> with Brian's uh very generous donation of part of his prize fund, a twenty-five pound bet on that treble will return hundred and eight pounds four pence. It's over a hundred quid for a charity if we can get that one in. So muy picante. Muy picante. Yes, yeah, very picante. Um but yeah, so no, I like it. I like it a lot. And thanks again, Brian, for that. We have, before we wrap up, we obviously have to announce that we have a Patreon channel as well, um, where you get lots of extra stuff. Uh, We have two new patrons this week, Dave and Connor. Dave, a long-term and valuable contributor to the show and the Facebook group, especially with his horse racing picks. So thanks very much, Dave. And Connor, who I believe is a relatively new poster, but two for two this week. Two two for two in one thread. Came in hot, as Joy was talking about. Coming in hot with the absolute sheer gold. So thank you very much, uh, Connor, and cheers for joining, lads. Um, everyone's welcome to join the Patreon. Costs five pound fifty a month, and it's runs through the Patreon app. Uh, just search Patreon in the App Store, download, and then from there you can find the Trample Bet podcast, where you will get instant access to this podcast as a video file, including all the chat at the beginning. Uh, before we start recording proper and all the chat and the ad break 
Um, but we do give some bonus picks and selections that we like but didn't quite make the cut for the show, and there's usually some good stuff in there. You get a cheat sheet with all the picks from this week's show written down in a handy JPEG format. So you just open the app on your phone, and there they all are, dates, times, selections, so you don't need to take notes as you listen or try and remember to what was said. You also get extra content podcasts on the big sporting events from the likes of baseball, darts, horse racing, golf, mixed martial arts, politics, and wrestling. Um, I'm not involved in all of those. I'm only involved in the ones I know about. So the baseball, darts, and horse racing, Gordon covers MMA. We get in special guests for politics um, and wrestling. And we've got a couple of guys on retainer for UFC fights and mixed martial arts. Um, and you also have the knowledge that you're giving something back in helping this podcast and this show to continue to producing weekly episodes. So do join us there. Um, we'd love to have you. We also have a Facebook group that's been mentioned previously. Uh, just search Facebook, Trample Bet Podcast. Join the group. Free to join. Be involved in the community. Um, start getting involved with some of the picks. Guess all that's left to say, guys, is thank you very much. That is a, a bumper show. And Joey, if you can do half as good as you did last week, that'd be absolutely wonderful. Hopefully I can turn around my terrible form from a fortnight ago and get back to winning ways. I sure hope so. Uh, like always, as long as I get the banker and the charity in, I, I'm glad yeah, to contribute. That's it. Yeah, the charity, the charity comes with some weight this week. So that's yeah. uh, some serious weight. That, that so- was actually- Yep, I made sure that one's sorted. No, brilliant. That's brilliant, guys. Thanks again. Uh, Hope you've all enjoyed the show. We'll see you next week. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Bond, Gordon McCarnan, and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.